You know, it's a great joy for us just to be together this way. And we always believe that the miraculous is possible when we are together. And we may not be together physically, but there really is no separation in God. We are part of something that God is doing on the earth. We've been in a series of messages praying, believing, turning our focus towards our faith so that our faith would arise over our fears in these days. The enemy of our soul would like to drag us down with fear and doubt and apprehension. But we've been looking at portions of Scripture from God's Word, the Book of Blessing. I want to thank Pastor Peter last week, focusing us on Joshua, be strong and courageous. And today, we're looking at a portion of Scripture. In fact, let me read from God's Word and see if you can recognize, of the 66 books in the Bible, where I'm reading from today. Here it is. Some of you will get it right away. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or I like the version that says, The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Verse 4, it's the verse we're going to emphasize. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you know that passage of Scripture, 23rd Psalm. Many of you may have memorized it. You've heard it before. We're going to be emphasizing that fourth verse. It's sort of in the middle of the psalm. And it seems that it could be misplaced. As we talk about faith in the dark, the rest of the psalm is bright. It starts with, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He restores my soul. It ends with anointing on my head, a table set before me and in the presence of the Lord forever. But in the middle of the psalm, we have this valley called the valley of the shadow of death. The Hebrew words literally mean the darkest of dark places. It's not just about physical death. It's about dark days. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Dark days. And in the midst of that, David says, I will have no fear. I will fear no evil. It's possible, probable, that somebody watching is in the midst of a dark day today. Maybe a series of days. Maybe it's been a long time. What do we do when we find ourselves in the midst of dark days? How can we learn from this important scripture? Because it seems misplaced. It's bright at the beginning. It's bright at the end. It's almost like there's two mountaintops. And in the middle, the valley of the 23rd Psalm is a valley of darkness. What do we know about dark days? I want to talk to you about that. 
First of all, understand that dark days, well, they come to everybody. Probably everyone I'm talking to now is familiar with. Maybe it's been a season of days. It's possible you're in a tough time right now, a dark day right now. And if you're not in a dark day right now, it's very possible you're just getting out of a dark season. You can look back over the last few months or the last year and go, hey, those were some dark days. That was a valley. And if you're not in a valley and just getting out of one, it's highly likely you're headed into one because it's part of humanity. Jesus says it like this, in the world, you will have tribulation. It's just a fact. Jesus was very practical. He said, I've overcome the world, but just understand you will have dark days, tough times, trouble will be part of your human existence. It's so important to know that in the midst of dark days, God hasn't left us. He knows that we walk in them. David walked in them. I've been through them. Friends, loved ones I know have been through tough times, dark days. They are inevitable. The other thing is they're unpredictable. They come unexpectedly. Jeremiah says, hey, suddenly our tents were destroyed. I don't think anyone has on their calendar somewhere two Tuesdays from now, we're planning for some dark days. Nobody has like next week on Friday, it's going to be a dark day, or, or maybe you're scheduling next month as a dark month. They are unpredictable. And they always seem to come at the worst time or an inconvenient time. Have you, have you ever had a flat tire at a good time? No, they just hit you. When we started this year, 2020, talking about clarity and talking about th this year, we didn't know all that would unfold in this strange year, 2020. It was unpredictable. It hit us. And could it be that God is still trying to clarify our vision? What really matters? What really is important? Dark days are unpredictable. The third thing is they are impartial. They, they come to everybody. Jesus says, hey, God blesses, the sunshine comes on the, the good and the bad, the rain falls on the good and the bad or the just and the unjust. Sometimes when dark days come into people's lives, they throw up their hands and say, why me? But they come to everybody. Why not me? Why, why, why would you be exempt from humanity? Dark days don't, doesn't mean that God has turned his back away from you or he's not doing something in you. It just means you are a human being living a human experience in this, well, imperfect, imperfect world. We are not in heaven yet. Maybe that's a reminder. Dark days are a reminder that there is coming a day where there is no darkness. Heaven is talked about a place of eternal light. But until we get there in this world, in this humanity, dark days, valleys are part of our experience. And the most important thing I would say is that dark days are a transition. Remember, who wrote the 23rd Psalm? It was written by David. Before David was the king of Israel, he was a shepherd in the field. He understood shepherding. 
here's what shepherds did. They moved their flocks in different seasons. They would have the summer pastures and they would find the best place. In fact, the 23rd Psalm says, the Lord finds good places, green pastures, still waters. But then as the season shifted, the shepherd would move the flock from one pasture because that was yesterday's blessing. Get this. That was yesterday's blessing and you can't keep living in yesterday's blessing. And the shepherd would lead the flock to tomorrow's blessing. But to get from one pasture to the next pasture, they passed through the valleys. They didn't camp in the valleys. They didn't live in the valleys, but they were a transition. Literally from yesterday to today. The Bible says that the tough times that we face, the dark days that we face, they're, they're light and they're momentary. Now, we often feel they're too heavy and they're too long. But when we are connected to eternity, when we get our eyes off of just this broken world with its imperfections, and we compare what we are going through, even in the darkest of our days, to eternity, the Bible just says they're light and they're momentary and they're for a purpose. Watch. They are preparing. They're preparing us for eternity. Every problem has a purpose. Every dark day has something to teach us. In fact, as we stop looking at the darkness and we start focusing on the Lord in the midst of our valleys, we find that in the valleys, our faith grows like no other time. In fact, when I look at my life, the greatest seasons of growth have been when I've been in the greatest seasons of opposition. Now, I've grown on mountaintops, and I, I much prefer that. But in the valley, in the dark places, there's a purpose. There's a preparation that God knows that we need. And in the dark valleys, He prepares us to restore us. He is bringing us from one place to another place. He's taking us from where we used to be to where we're going. So if you find yourself in the midst of a dark time, a valley, do not be afraid. In fact, let's talk about what we should do when we find ourselves in dark days. What do we do when we find ourselves in a dark season, a dark week, a dark month? Something that we don't feel is light and something that we don't feel is momentary. We feel it's too long and too heavy. What should be our attitude? Well, the Scripture, the Word of God, the Book of Blessings, through the prophetic words of David, tells us how we respond. First of all, he says, hey, we should refuse to be discouraged. In the darkest of seasons, I love when he says, okay, I, I, I could be in a dark, deep valley, the valley of the shadow of death, and he makes this declaration, I will fear no evil. I, I, would, I would just encourage you, challenge you, to just out loud say where you are, no fear. I, I, I am not going to give in to fear. I love that he says, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's not 
panting. He's not in a panic. He's passing through the darkness. And he's passing through the darkness without fear. When you see evil, evil on the television, evil in the media, you should just say no fear. Our nation is not going down in a flaming ball of fear. We are passing through the darkness and we are passing through the darkness with our faith over our fears. He says, I will fear. That's a matter of choice. You decide. What are you focusing on? Are you focused on the darkness? Are you focused on everything that's going wrong? That will cause your mind to be discouraged. That will bring you into a dark place. Sometimes we talk about someone being in a dark place. It's because their focus needs to be readjusted. They need to focus onto the power of God, not on the problems they're facing. Focus on the power of God. The scripture says in Colossians that God will strengthen you. Yes, he will. God will strengthen you with his own great power. That power is available to you today. That power is in this place right now. That power, the very power of God, is there with you. If you close your eyes, that's what we do when we pray. So we shut out the things that are distracting and discouraging, and we tune into the power of God. Oh, how I pray that the power of God would come upon your soul today. Not next hour, this hour. Not in a couple of minutes, but in this minute right now. God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will not give up. When troubles come, you're not going to give up. You are going to go through them. I refuse to be discouraged. I will fear, fear no evil. The second thing he says is, you are with me. And as you go through dark times, remember that God is with me. Can you say this out loud? God's got my back. Go ahead and just say it right now. God's got my back. He does. We don't just focus on the power of God. We focus on the presence of God. In fact, the power of God is found in the presence of God. When you read the 23rd Psalm, and I encourage you to go back and read it, notice this, that the first few verses, David is talking about God in the third person. He, he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He, third person, he restores my soul. He leads me into paths of right, paths of of green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. Third person, third person, third person. But when we get to the fourth verse, there's a shift in his language. All of a sudden, it becomes personal. All of a sudden, he says, to the Lord, you are with me. Now, there's a difference between religion that knows about God, people that know some scriptures about God, and people that truly know God. Religion will leave you flat. Religion will leave you cold. Religion will not save you. A relationship, a personal relationship. And it's in the dark times that the language shift. In fact, for the rest of the Psalms, he addresses God in the first person, 
personally. You anoint my head with oil. You are, you are the one that is, is setting a table before me. There's a transition that takes place. And in your soul, maybe today, you need to make a transition from knowing about God that in this moment you would know God. The scripture tells us this. I love Isaiah. You go through the waters. You're in tough times. You feel like you're going to drown. I'm with you. You go through the fire, you're in, a, in the fire of affliction, you're in the fire of uh, persecution. Maybe people have misunderstood you, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's in your business, maybe it's in your health, you're going through tough times. I will be with you. A personal relationship with the creator of heaven and earth. That's what Jesus offers to us. You can have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You are with me. Remember that. Remember that. Refuse to get discouraged. Remember that God is with you. And then rely. Rely on God's guidance. Even in the dark, when you can't see in the dark, God sees in the dark. He's not limited. You're limited from your perspective. You can't see what's coming in the dark. You can't see what's coming tomorrow. And it makes you apprehensive. And you wonder, how's it all going to work out? But the psalmist says, David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is not only with you, God is working for you. He is the shepherd. The rod was a, a stick, a short stick, about two feet long. Shepherds carried them in David's day, Jesus' day. They had a, a knob or a knot on the end, and those shepherds could use those sticks and throw them like they were missiles. If a bear, a lion, they would use the rod. It was a piece to bring protection. Interesting that in the Westerns, They'll talk about the rod. Shepherds now use guns, and they used to call the rod. You got your rod. That was a, a rifle. It was a, 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 a piece of protection that would keep you safe. And here's what you need to know. When you're in the place of darkness, God is protecting you. You don't, can't see what's in the dark, but God is with you. And he's got a rod, and then he's got a staff. The staff is that long stick that has a, a crook in the end of it. And the crook, it's to, to shepherd the sheep to guide them, sometimes to pull them close. And here's what God is doing in your dark days. He is pushing back anything in the darkness that would harm, hurt, discourage, and he's guiding you. So in the midst of it, rely, be sensitive, open your heart to the guidance of God. Relax and know that he's protecting you. Relax and just know, hey, the shadows are there, but the shadows are shadows. You know a few things about shadows. The shadow of death, the shadow of darkness. The shadows are always longer, they're bigger than in reality. Your shadow can stretch out 20 feet. You could be five feet tall. Shadows are longer often than what is in reality. So here's what the enemy always does. He exaggerates our problems. He exaggerates what's going on. Oh my goodness, COVID is going to take down the world. 
The shadow makes things appear longer than they really are. And let me ask you this question. Have you ever been hurt by a shadow? No, they're rather powerless. Here's what the father of lies does. He always exaggerates what's going on, and he exaggerates his ability to affect you. Shadows cannot hurt you. And so you need to know, in the midst of dark days, God is protecting you. God is guiding you. He is with you. The shadow may appear longer than it really is in reality. It really can't hurt you. And here's the third thing about shadows. A shadow always means there's a source of light somewhere. God isn't far from you when you're in the dark. God is with you. And that's what the psalmist is saying. I love in Psalm uh, 34 when he says, uh, people who do what are, is right may have problems, may have dark days, may find themselves in a place where others would be fearful, but they're going to be okay because God is protecting them and He's guiding them. The Lord will solve all your problems. That's what He says. That there is a light that is present that will solve the darkness of your life. In fact, there's a truth that's found in Psalm 139. And get this powerful truth. Just talking to the Lord, the psalmist says, hey, the darkness, it's not even dark to you. The darkness, God sees in the dark. What seems dark to you is as bright as day to God. That's what the psalmist is saying. Night is as bright as the day. And darkness, it could seem dark to you, but God sees perfectly. And in the midst of your difficulty, in the midst of your dark day, in the midst of your valley, God has perfect vision and He's working perfectly to help you. He's working perfectly to be with you. And so I would like you just to join with the psalmist David when he says, hey, when I'm in a dark place, I'm going to fear no evil. No fear. When I'm in a dark place, I'm going to celebrate the fact that God is with me. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And I'm going to celebrate that He's with me, protecting me and guiding me. I would encourage, invite you to open your heart to the presence of God in this moment. Some maybe for the first time. Some maybe for the first time in a long time. But God's presence brings God's power. If you could know God's power in your dark days. He is greater than what you're facing. In fact, He sees perfectly. You may not understand the darkness, but He sees perfectly. And as we allow His presence to change us, and so in Jesus' name, we open our heart to the presence of God. In the name of Jesus, we turn away from every single thing that would distract us, that would discourage us, any sin that would hold us down, we repent of it, we let it go, and we open our heart right now to the presence of Almighty God. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit, may the anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon you right now, and may His presence empower you. When you really tune into the presence of God, you will feel the power of God. And so in Jesus' name, in worship, in the Word, and in prayer, May the presence of God fill you. 
And I encourage you to walk through these days without fear, without apprehension. Maybe read that psalm over again. Maybe if you know it by memory, just quote it. And when you get to the fourth verse, just know, on the deepest, darkest day of your life, I will fear no evil. Maybe pay attention to how his language changes from talking about God, about God, and it's so important. We can know things about God, but it is even more important that we know him personally. So God's with you. I am praying for you. We pray that these ministries are a blessing to you. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing here with the Church of Hope and with the Ministries of Hope. Please do not drift in your faith during these days. These are important days for you to let your faith arise over your fears, to stay connected to God, to stay connected to God's people, to stay connected to what God is doing on the earth in these days. And don't go down. You're not the tail. You're the head. You're not going under. You're going over. I bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.